Hey there, Patty here. I wanted to let you know we are in a short hibernation period in the Space for Magic podcast. What does that mean? It means that we're not producing new episodes at the moment, and we are going to serve you up our favorite pre-recorded episodes while we take this pause. This pause is here to give me a space to understand where the podcast is going in the future. We will be back in 2023. And for now, enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast, and I am so excited to share with you that this episode is being brought to you by the Space for Magic Oracle Card Deck. Hey, I'm Patty Lennon, your host. I'm also the creator of a brand new Oracle Card experience, and I'm super, super excited about it. So I thought it would be interesting to share a little bit about what it looked like behind the scenes creating this deck, what went into it. I know I've received a ton of questions with curiosities. And long before I started this journey of creating this deck, I had questions myself. And it honestly felt like such a far off goal. And now that I'm here and the deck has been created, I can tell you that it's absolutely something that if it's in your heart is completely doable. And I'm going to try and walk you through what it took to bring this deck to life so that if you do have a little bit of a wish of creating your own deck, you have some sense of what that path might look like for you. Or if you're just curious because you want to know what goes on behind the scenes of something like this podcast episode is going to share that with you. So I have wanted to create this deck for a few years, but I probably had the wish or the dream of having my own Oracle card deck for many, many years. It's just that it felt like something someone else would do. Um, Years ago, when I first bought my own Oracle card deck, that felt like a huge step. I had seen healers and card readers before that had used cards before, but it seemed like it was something that other people had. And then finally, I don't even know what made me buy my first deck, but I was like, well, they sell these in the bookstore (laughs) and they come with books. So obviously someone will show me what to do with them. And ever since then, I've been hooked. I have way more decks than I can count. That's for sure. They are one of my few guilty pleasures, I would say. I'm not a big shopper. In fact, for clothes shopping, I actually have someone that does that for me because I loathe it that much. But I love, love, love to explore a few things. And one of them are Oracle card decks. So I've had experience with many, many different types of decks. And that certainly fed the process of creating my own. And so... About two years ago, I was, I'm not 100% sure what event I was at, but I remember coming off the stage. And when I was at live events, a lot of times I would give the audience 
a deck to pass around and pick just the card on the top, just to make it simple and, you know, let them know that that was a message for them, opening them up to the possibility that messages and magic are everywhere. Right. And so this was something I did on a regular basis. And at one of those events, someone who had seen me at multiple stages had said, Patty, when are you going to be passing out your own Oracle cards? And up until that point, you know, that was not the first time I had been asked that question. But every time up until that point, the answer was, you know, not now or sometime in the future, but something shifted in that particular question. And I knew it was time to start moving the ball forward on this. But like every creative venture, you know, an Oracle card deck definitely takes some time and space. And that year, that I had decided that there would be one eventually was the year that my dad had passed away. It was the year that I started receiving school. So there was a lot of new going on. And then last year was a pandemic. (laughs) And, you know, the creativity just wasn't there. I was also finishing up the manuscript of the memoir I ultimately decided not to publish. And then starting the manuscript on the book that'll be out in October. So again, lots of creativity going into those ventures as well as just navigating a pandemic. So here we are. So two months ago, I finally said, that's it. We're going to make this happen. And I had been back and forth on who to work with for the design of the cards because that's certainly not my skill. It's not my talent to do anything like that. And I reached out to my graphic designer who works on all of our stuff. And I wasn't sure she'd actually be interested in this project. And she immediately said yes. And that was really the piece of the puzzle that let it all kind of drop down into place and know that we could move this forward. Because Erica, my graphic designer, she just knows me and uh, so well. And I have sometimes a challenge putting into words what I want to happen visually. And it's like she just can read my mind. So I knew if we were working on it together, that it wouldn't be a struggle, that my limitation maybe on my ability to verbalize what I was thinking and feeling, she'd be able to put it together. So the first thing I did was really talk to her about some of the decks that were out there. I wasn't sure if she even owned her own deck and she didn't. And she, like most people said, you know, I've seen you talk about them and I've always thought about getting one, but she just never pulled the trigger. And I get it. I get it because I felt the same way for the longest time. But I want to tell you, I highly recommend owning Oracle cards. They're very different. Like I said last week on last week's podcast, they're different than, let's say, tarot, where there really is a skill involved. There's a process with tarot. And it's really ideal if you know and you're properly trained in tarot. Oracle cards don't come with the same burden because they are really just meant to be messages. There are meant to be a conduit of messages happening in this time and place. And so you can always be ready for an Oracle card deck. And last week, I talked about the reason that the brain responds so well to Oracle cards. So even if you don't believe in the metaphysical aspect, there's a lot of benefit from just a psychological aspect. And if you want to hear more about that, check out last week's podcast. The first thing I did was ship her one of my favorite decks so that we'd have a working knowledge of being 
kind of looking at the project from the same lens. And so that was step number one, was make sure that the look and the feel and the vision for the deck was clear to her. And so that's something that I found is easier for me is it's very hard for me to explain something just without a point of reference, but I can take something that exists and explain in contrast to it what I want to be different. And so that's one way that Erica and I work together well. So that's where we started. So what I have found with Oracle card decks are that some are very beautiful and abstract. So there you can get Oracle card decks where the pictures are not exact in their images. So they might be, you know, colors, they might be different images, they can be uh, multimedia. And although those are interesting to me, they are not where I tend to find the most joy in reading cards for myself and then just teaching other people how to read cards. So I knew we weren't going to go in that direction. There's also another type of card where it really holds a consistent symbolism. So you might have a sacred geometry deck or an angel deck or a fruit deck even (laughs) where there's consistent images and the aspect of the image is part of the message. Those are really interesting to use if you're trying to learn about something. So if let's say you were trying to learn sacred geometry, getting a sacred geometry oracle card deck would be a fun way to learn about it. But the challenge is that when you look at the image of let's say sacred geometry, and let's say you're looking at a, I think tecahedron is maybe one of them. You don't, unless you actually know what that means, you have to go to the guidebook to even get the beginning of a message from the deck. And that's not how I show people how to use Oracle cards. So I knew we weren't going to go in a direction of a consistent symbol across the cards. And so where I have always enjoyed cards the most is when the image is really clear, it tells a story. And so without having a guidebook or even having words on the Oracle card, the image itself can be a message for you. And that's how I teach people to read Oracle cards first is look at the image, see what part of the image your eye is drawn towards, what feeling do you have about it? What does it tell you? And so I knew we'd want very distinct images that told a story. The second was that I I did want words on the Oracle cards, but I wanted them to be single words or phrases. I didn't want to give someone the beginning of the message because I wanted the word to let the person reading the cards start on their journey of understanding what the card meant for them, but then let them pull in what the meaning is of that particular word or phrase for them. So for instance, the transformation card in my deck has a butterfly. No surprise. (laughs) And so there's the butterfly and it has a background to it. So there's image there that you can look at and then the word transformation. Well, without going to the guidebook, You can pull in whatever meaning that has for you in your particular life. For you, transformation might be an inner transformation. It might be an outer transformation. It might be the flower that the butterfly is sitting on actually is a very specific sign for you. So lots can happen with the card itself without ever needing to go to the guidebook. And then finally, the guidebook 
And some decks don't come with a guidebook, but most do. And I knew I definitely wanted a guidebook because I know what it feels like to be reading cards and just feel so lost and really, really want some very specific instruction. And that's what the guidebook is meant to do. And so having experienced many different creators' guidebooks of many different Oracle cards, I knew I wanted mine to be short, simple, and straightforward. So there's some decks that I have that you know, there's two pages worth of writing for every card. And I use those decks in very specific situations because I'll be quite honest that sometimes they almost feel like a job to get through everything that's written there. And I find when we're going to an Oracle card deck, what we really want is guidance and immediate answers and insight. And we want it to land and be able to hold it right in our hearts. And I find the the longer prose, the longer the writing, it's harder to remember the succinct message. And so I knew I wanted it to be short and easy to navigate, as well as I wanted to make sure that in the guidebook, if you were purchasing our deck, that you were getting instructions on how to clear the cards, how to work with the cards, how to pull the cards and different spreads that you can use to get different kinds of answers. So that was fundamentally how I just structured the project. And for you, the same thing I would recommend if you are thinking about it, even if you're at the beginning stages of thinking about creating your own deck, you really just want to think about personally, what have you liked and what's the purpose of the deck? And so for me, the purpose is really to help someone, no matter what stage of this metaphysical journey they're on, whether this is their the Space for Magic Oracle card deck is the very first deck that they purchase, or it's, you know, the hundredth. My goal was one, for it to be immediately accessible to the first time user and for if it's the collector like me, for it to feel like their favorite deck. And that was the energy of the best friend. That's what I decided my deck would feel like. Now, when I hold my different decks, some of them feel like a a loving parent, but a stern parent. Some kind of feel like big energy, big ascendant master energy. (laughs) Some of them feel playful. Some of them feel grounded, right? And these are all different feelings that Oracle card decks can give you. And you may not recognize it at first if you only have ever interacted with a couple of decks or maybe not a deck at all. But as you interact with more decks, you'll start to see each of them comes with their own energy. And so I wanted my energy, the energy of my deck to be that of a best friend. It is the deck that when you go, you know that the answer you're going to get is going to be loving and supportive. That's going to take into account that the journey of being a human is difficult. And it's going to remind you of what a good job you're doing. And when needed to tell you that it's time to take a break, to tell you that you're barking up the wrong tree, to tell you you're putting your energy into something that doesn't deserve it, certainly the way a best friend would, but nothing that would feel just hard to swallow. And there's nothing wrong with the decks that do give you those really difficult, stern messages. You know, you go to them for that, but that's not what I wanted from my deck because at the heart of everything we do here, creating space for magic is all about taking into account 
what it actually looks and feels like to be a human on this planet right now, how complicated it is, how intense it can be, how none of us are living in a mountain cave or able to take long spiritual retreats. And so how do we make space for magic in day-to-day life? Like what are the shifts that get us there? And that's really what I wanted this deck to be able to do for anyone that was holding it, which then turned over to picking out the images. So in the case of our deck, and by the way, the deck is available for sale. We're in, it will be shipping in a couple of weeks. So it's literally coming off the presses as we speak, but for it to be packaged and ready for ship, it's going to be just a couple more weeks. But right now we are in the first week of sales. And you can go to pattylennon.com forward slash cards to buy your deck to get your hands on the first the first of our, um, what I hope is number of rounds of producing this deck. And I'm sure this deck is going to sell out. So I definitely recommend you get it sooner than later if you want it in its first run. And on top of it, we have an extra bonus, which I will talk about at the end of this podcast if you buy this week. As I was thinking of, you know, what the images would look like. What I realized was I wanted things that looked as close to real life as possible. Because that's what this is about. This is about creating magic in real life, right? With everything that's going on around us. And our members in the receiving school got a sneak preview of the cards. And on that page, if you go to pattylandcom for slash cards, you can see a sampling of some of the images. The feedback I've gotten is that we did hit the right note with the look and the feel of the images. Because what I heard is from people who got to look at the image, and I also shared with them the, the meanings that are in the guidebook, they felt that they were really supportive, really loving. And for those who were more pragmatic, who don't really play in the woo a lot, they said they really loved the images because they felt real and not so, as they said, fluffy woo-woo. So we seem to have struck a balance there and I'm really excited about that. As I looked at creating you know, which images we were going to choose, I really tried to go with direction of the image evoking, you know, a feeling and ideally a comforting and a supportive feeling. Now, Erica was the one who, the brilliant designer who really found all the images. In some cases, I gave her some feedback and some redirects when I felt like the image didn't strike the exact chord that we were looking for. But for the most part, the cards that you see is really Erica's brilliance. And What I found in now that the deck is complete and I see the full picture of the deck is that it really blends bringing in images of nature, which to me, I'm, you know, I don't even consider myself this big nature buff, this outside doorsy person. (laughs) I do love nature, but I've certainly resisted it for a lot of my life. And a lot of these images are reminders of the friends and the allies we have in nature. So there's definitely some consistency there. I would say probably 30 to 40% of the deck are images in nature, like some animals and trees and starlight, things that we find outdoors. So 
it's a reminder to let the outdoors pull you for your answers because oftentimes when life gets super busy, the best thing we can do is head outside. And you know what? If you can't head outside, these the pictures on this deck really take you there. Like when you're there, you see it, you feel it, you feel the energy that's being presented to you. And then from the descriptions, that's where you get that enhanced feeling about what the card has to tell you. So there's a few different spreads in the deck. And certainly if you've got your favorite deck near you right now, I'm going to give you what right now is my favorite spread to be using. And this one is described in the guidebook as well. And that is the the three-card reading for healing. And the reason I find it so powerful right now is because I think we're being presented with challenges on a much quicker basis. And that's because of the evolution of the planet. But certainly, we're also being presented with tremendous opportunities to heal those challenges at a much quicker pace. And so I find this that this particular reading is really helpful because it It'll help you accelerate what you're meant to get from a challenge that's right before you. So before I jump into that, I just want to share if you have a deck in your heart that you're thinking of bringing to life, here's what I would recommend. Although I had a designer to work with, you can certainly create all your cards in Canva, which is a free software, and then You can certainly print them yourself with a local printer. If you wanted to make a deck just for yourself, you could print it on a regular printer with just using regular paper or maybe even getting some stronger cardstock. And then if you did want to actually print it with a publisher, we used Vervanti. So we don't have, um, we're not using a formal publisher like let's say Simon & Schuster or Hay House, who do those publishers do publish Oracle card decks. We did self-publish and Vervanti is the company we used. And so you can certainly use them. And what I would also offer you is give yourself time to create it. Some of those cards that are in the deck, I created probably a year and a half ago, the descriptions. I've held them in my heart. I've said those words. I've shared the images or versions of the images with people so many times that those cards were written long ago. You don't have to create a deck in two months like I did, right? You can create a deck over a year. You can create a deck over a lifetime, right? So just start, just start picking an image Or if you don't even have an image that you find online, you can just pick one in your mind's eye and then write the description of what goes along with it. And hey, if you do that once a month, within a couple of years, you will have a completed deck. And if you did one once a week, by the end of the year, you'd have a completed deck, right? And when you're spacing them out like that, I would say doing a single card you could probably download, as I say, that that meaning and that picture within less than an hour, right? So in an hour a week, you could have a deck done by the end of the year. Amazing, right? So 
now I'll share with you one of my favorite spreads because I think this will help you even if you're new to reading Oracle cards, understand how simple it can be. So when you shuffle the cards, a big question I get is how do you choose which card you choose? And so I recommend shuffling the cards and you can either just pick from the top and go into it though with that intention. I'm going to pick from the, the top so the cards are working with you. Or you could just fan them out in front of you and see which one your eye calls to or run your hand across them and see which one has heat coming off of it. Any of these are reasonable and there's no one exact perfect way. And in fact, the bonus, as I mentioned, there's going to be a bonus to anyone who purchases an Oracle card deck this week or multiple decks this week. And the bonus is that I'm going to be doing a live workshop where I'll be walking you in much more detail through all of this. And if you purchase your deck this week, you'll get a ticket to that live workshop, which is happening in August. So if you're interested in taking this deeper, certainly if you get a deck, you'll be you'll get a ticket to that workshop that's happening next month. But for right now, you're just going to shuffle the deck, pick cards however you pick you prefer to pick them meaning from the top or from the center of the deck. And you're going to choose three cards, laying them out left to right. And the first card you're going to turn over and the meaning of that card is it's going to give you insight into what is blocked right now with that challenge, like what needs to be healed. The second card is going to give you advice on how to heal what you need to heal. And the third will give you the outcome if you choose to follow the advice, which I love that because it's saying, look, this is what can happen. No guarantee it will because we understand you have free will and you may not follow our advice. You may not like our advice, but if you get, so um, I'll talk to you a little bit about our cards from our deck. So let's say you turn over the first card and you get the transformation card. Well, then that's telling you that right now, Whatever you're struggling with, you are going through a transformation and you're resisting the transformation. And that's what's creating some challenge for you. Not the transformation, but your resistance of it. And when you turn over the second card, let's say it's the sword of truth. That's one of my favorite cards in our deck because I think it, the sword of truth breaks through a lot in our world. And so that's offering you that right now, your answer is to speak the truth. And that may mean speaking the truth to yourself, or it might be speaking the truth to another person. Maybe there's a relationship that needs to shift and change. Maybe that's the transformation. And you have to be honest about that, right? Or maybe it's that you can feel that something new is being asked of you. Maybe you're in your job and you're just not happy and you're asking like, what do I need to do to become happy? And it's saying like transformation is being required of you. It's being requested of you. Stop for Stop resisting it. Right. And so then the advice is speak the truth. So be honest with yourself. What's the truth about this job? Right. Or what's the truth about this situation? And then the third card you may get is a card that I love to get no matter what, which is allow. And the allow card is offering you that if you can start to speak the truth about what's going on, 
that the transformation will be allowed to change and the allowing will be easy, that you will not have to effort through this transformation, that you will simply have to just release your resistance and it will flow. So that's what that three card reading can look like. And I think it's a really powerful reading. So, you know, whether you've got a deck in front of you or you decide you're using my deck, certainly that spread is described in the guidebook as well. But that's when you can do right now with any Oracle card deck you have. And again, I find it super helpful right now. So if you are looking for your first Oracle card deck or the latest deck to add to your collection, I would love for you to be the owner of one of our first run Space for Magic Oracle card deck. You can purchase it at pattylennon.com forward slash cards. And if you purchase this week between July 5th and July 9th, then you will also get a ticket to our live Oracle card reading workshop where I'll go into much more detail about things that's a lot easier to teach when I'm live and video than I can even share in the guidebook. So you'll get all of that. That's a $97 bonus that you get on top of it. And on top of it, our uh, decks are on sale right now. So they're normally $39, but when you purchase right now, you can get them for $30. And shipping in the US is included. And in outside the US, you'll be able to choose from the drop down menu as to what that is for you. Now, I would give free shipping all around the world if I could. We just can't make that happen quite yet, but we're working on it. And what I most hope is that whatever tool needs to find its way to you for you to be able to create more space for magic in your life, that certainly that tool makes its way to you swiftly and with love. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.